I went over to their house one day mm-hmm. and Jason was playing something, some new track that I liked. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Can you put it on a cassette? That's how old it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick that on tape for me. I fucking love it. That's really good. He's like, you're dating a DJ. Get him to do it. And I just looked at him and went, what? Ah. And he kind of stopped and realised what he'd said and was like, oh, fuck, Kaylee, I'm so sorry. Because in his mind, the minute I started sleeping over in his housemate's room, I was now the girlfriend of a DJ. Yeah, and no not a, a DJ. person. Yeah. Aiden Jones, you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 22nd of October 2019. <laughs> nah, what's up, you rats? <laughs> Hope you're doing good. Hope your week's going okay. Uh, today on the podcast, Kaylee Christian is who I'm going to talk to. I did talk to, um, you know, and, and I'm going to play you that interview. It was great, man. Uh, Kaylee is a comedian from Albury in Victoria, lives in Melbourne now. Um, she does a bunch of great stuff with, uh, she runs the Comedy Women's Association, uh, which is a series of comedy nights that is just women or, uh, I don't know, it's just not men. It's not me. <laughs> it's who it is. <laughs> Today on the podcast, I've interviewed someone who runs a series of comedy nights that doesn't book me. <laughs> Um, uh, No, it's cool, man Uh, Comedy Women's Association It's a night once a month At the Kodiak Club Uh, I'm putting this out today Because their next night is tomorrow night If you listen to the podcast the day it comes out Um, It's Wednesday the 23rd of October At the Kodiak Club In Fitzroy in Melbourne Um, Kaylee also runs the uh, Or helped put together the Light the Way Home um, fund, which is a fund in, uh, it was kind of like dedicated to the memory of Eurydice Dixon, who, if you don't know, was tragically murdered last year on the way home. She was a comedian and she was, um, murdered in a park in Melbourne on the way home from a show. Um, and it was awful. And the point of the Light the Way Home Fund is basically to, um, it's, it's set up in conjunction with the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Um, and it's a fund for, uh, women or like really anyone it's like primarily women but really anyone who's like a vulnerable person um, who's out late at night because they want to perform comedy because they're doing comedy or they're performing or um, they're just in the comedy industry and uh, the fund is so that they can it goes towards their uber home or taxi or whatever it is um, up to thirty dollars um, people can use it four times a month and um it's just to get people home so they don't have to be walking through parks at, at fucking midnight with no lights and, and you know, where awful things won't happen to them. Um, so Kaylee set that up uh, with Vicky Hanlon and uh, we talked about that. We talked about the Comedy Women's Association. We talked about... Mm, oh, God, don't you love a tea when you're talking about feminism? I do. Uh, and my tea is is Lipton. <laughs> Quality black tea, perfect for discussions about third wave feminism and intersectionality in the workplace. 
Lipton's. <laughs> Your lips dry? I know mine aren't. <laughs> Imagine, I wonder what company is going to be the first company to really try and aggressively jump on board with the whole, like trans, right? Trans issues are uh, uh, coming to the forefront of our collective consciousness. Definitely in Melbourne, they are anyway. What company is going to, is going to try and fail to capitalize on that new awareness, isn't it? Like, um, I mean, what a wading into some dangerous waters here i was about to be like what do trans people use what products do trans people ah, and you know what i'm not even gonna guess because i don't know about their lives and what they do and that's their business but everyone knows what white men do because that narrative is in the forefront of the culture i know it's great um anyway look the point is drink lipton <laughs> quality black tea <laughs> and, and talk about the issues that matter to you be they feminism or any other multitude of of, of important issues in society <sighs> i've been decorating my room this week and i had a bit of a revelation or, or one was kind of um bludgeoned into me by uh by my friend liz who we were all out on Saturday night and then we kind of big crew of us came back to the house at like one or two in the morning or whatever it was. And, um, Liz just kind of walked into my room and and I I followed her, right? She walks into my room and she just looks around and she goes, taco, this is depressing. If I, you've got nothing on your walls. If I, if this was, if I was walking into this room, I would be depressed. You need to sort it out, man. You need to sort it out. And I'm just like, feel myself getting real defensive. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I, I mean, I, I don't have time. I mean, I've, I've been away. I'm poor. I'm, I'm just, I don't have any money or else it would be a nice room. We talked about it for a bit and uh, I realized, right, because I've always fancied the idea that like, oh, I'll put shit on my walls eventually, you know. Oh, I don't want to. I don't know what it is, but like, for some reason, I'm like, oh, I don't want to just blue tack stuff to the wall because then it might ruin the paint and the walls and we might lose our bond or sticky tape or whatever. And then, and then, so I've got to go buy those like special, you know, those fucking little tab things with sticky on either side. And then you pull them down when you're done with them and it just kind of comes off the wall and it doesn't fuck with the paint. And uh, if I'm going to buy them, well, then the thing that I'm sticking to the wall has to be nice and like in a frame. And I'm just putting a bunch of different, like, um, I'm, I'm like putting a bunch of different excuses in the way between me and having a nice room. And because uh, she goes like, don't you want to decorate the, like, you know, your fucking walls of your room to make it look nice. So it's not this gross, oily, painted wall with all fingerprints and shit over it. And I was like, oh, it'd be nice to get like, you know, some work from like a local artist. And <laughs> I mean, full credit to her for not laughing in my fucking face as soon as I said that. Some work from a local art. Who the fuck do I think I am? Oh, it would be cool to just get like, you know, maybe like a painting like from the NGV. <laughs> And just like buy it or like have someone donate it to me and then just like put that on the walls, you know? That's kind of what I'm like. Fuck off, man. 
Okay, <clears throat> it would be nice to do You know, you're right, Aiden. It would be great to do that. But you know what? I don't think that we've really got the financial ability to be running those kinds of decisions at the moment. So what are we going to do in the interim? And uh, Liz basically put that to me in a less aggressive way than I would have screamed it at myself in the bathroom mirror. And um, she was like, you know, you live, you've, you've lived, like the last four months, you've been traveling for four months, going to all these amazing places. Why don't you just get the pictures from those things and fucking print them out and put them on your walls, just paper. And then I started going through my like various piles of, you know, just shit from my life. And uh, and pulled out a few things that are kind of meaningful and nice, a few photos and bits, and Liz got some masking tape, and we just started at, at like 2 a.m. on Saturday night. We just started sticking stuff to my walls, and uh, and now it's looking better. And then yesterday I went, sorry, I feel like I'm about to sneeze. Does anyone else feel like they're about to sneeze? Sometimes in my life I feel like I'm about to sneeze, and not in, a, not in any physical way, not in any physical way, but more... In a kind of emotional way where I, I, I think I need to sneeze and rid myself of all of the excess baggage and, and, and everything that's built up in my life that if I'm really honest with myself, I don't need. I don't need those things. And uh, after a while, sometimes I do sneeze, but sometimes that feeling goes away and I realize that everything that I thought I needed to get out of my life, those things are actually the things that I value the most. And it was just me being defensive and scared. Anyway. <laughs> Good stuff, Aiden. Yeah, great. So we got all this stuff up on my walls. And then uh, Sunday, I went and did a gig. Was out for the day. Came back. Kind of had a feeling this was going to happen. But I didn't vocalize that feeling. And uh, came back. And, and uh, Blake and Liz had bought me... A nice little bit of canvas from Savers, like some sort of painting situation. It looks like molecules. And they they fucking put it above my bed on the wall. And it was so nice. And uh, thank you, Blake Freeman and Elizabeth Hebditch, for that lovely gift. And thank you, Liz, for showing me uh, that I don't need to buy fucking artwork from a gallery to have a nice room. Um, I remember at one point she said these things and I was just like, that, I feel sad and I'm getting defensive. <laughs> and that's me trying to work on myself. <laughs> that's me trying to like, you know, that, that, I'm like, I'm trying to be better at the moment. I'm trying to accept criticism and learn that when people, uh, when people tell me things that I can improve on, they're not attacking me. They're not calling me a bad person. They're not saying that because I, my room is depressing that I'm depressing. They're not saying that I'm shitty or that I need to put pictures on myself. No, they're just saying, Hey, maybe this could be better and you'd be happier. <laughs> I just totally as soon as she said it I was just like what fuck you I mean what does your room look like <laughs> you know your room's a little depressing well fucking you're ugly your face is a little depressing <laughs> it's so nice to be able to recognize that I do that if not in the moment then you know days later at least that's an improvement that's getting better I went to the therapist yesterday, uh, had my first therapy session. 
kind of felt like I didn't really have that much to talk about once I got in there. Like, I was, <laughs> this is really funny, actually. I go, she's like, so tell me what's up. And I'm like, okay. Um, I met my biological father a month ago. <laughs> she was like, go on. <laughs> so I told her the story of, you know, the fucking my mum backpacking and blah, 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 and then we found him and, and I got to the end and I was like, yeah. And so I went and met him in Vienna and she was like, okay. So what's the problem? <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I don't know. It's just, are you impressed? Pretty, pretty impressive story, huh? <laughs> she was like, cool, man. So you did this thing. Why am I hearing about it? It's <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe you could laugh at some point. <laughs> that was cool. I had to, you know, then I started talking about my dad and whatever. That doesn't matter, but there are some actual problems there and I talked about those, but it was so funny that like I told her the story and she wasn't impressed or like, you know, um, there was no, like I told her the story and she's just like, who cares, man? Great. You met your biological dad. Do you want a pat on the back? You're so brave. That was cool. I think, I hope it's going to be good therapy by the end of it i was like i think i'm running out of stuff to talk about but i uh, there's still more stuff i want to talk about for sure but i almost feel like the problems that i'm like my you know week to week shit what i'm thinking about this week it's like kind of weird to tell another person who doesn't know me that like i'll tell my friends hey what's going on with you romantically oh nothing but you know whatever genre of nothing that whatever but to tell that to a stranger, like a therapist, you know, because I feel like that's the reason I'm going is, is like, I want to try and sort out my priorities professionally and romantically and figure out what I can do to like, what coping things I can put in place to when I like, so that when I run up against the problems that I always run up against, I don't make the same mistakes that I always do. Right. Like to let people in, be more open, not be so defensive. Those are all great things to go, okay, that's the problem. But then it's like, well, what, now what? How do I not do that in the future? I think that's why I'm going to therapy. All right, everyone? Cool. Anyway, look, this interview was great. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it, man. Kaylee was so great to talk to. I went around her place. She gave me a couple uh, muffins and uh, we drank tea. And we talked uh, about feminism in the Melbourne comedy scene. Um, oh, fuck. Also, if you if you listen to these and you like them, uh, fucking subscribe to it on whatever platform you're on, Sitting Under a Tree. Um, like the page on Instagram that's Sitting Under Podcast, all one word. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the interview, man. I'll talk to you guys next week. I just don't want to live with you um, yeah, <laughs> because she's yeah. she's always been independent. Never wanted to hold my hand crossing the road. Yeah, just 
independent, knows her own mind, that's who she is. That's so interesting that you use that as an example. Uh, Mm. Never wanted to hold your hand crossing the road. That's a real thing that you remember? Yeah. Yeah. That's so... I I only just understood recently about parenting that, like, um, as an example, lying. Mm. Like, your kids lie. Like, that you can can tell such tiny little things from when they were a kid and look at who they are now and go, yeah, they were always like that in the little moments, you know? Yeah. Like, my, my mate... Uh, has a couple daughters they're like five and three something like that and I remember him a couple years ago saying of his like then three or four year old daughter that she was learning how to lie and he was watching her learn how to lie yeah and I was like oh that's why my mum can always tell when I'm lying because she saw me figure it out every step of the way so she saw it from like the start when I was like so clearly I'm like that's not a couch that's a chair or whatever you know yeah and all the way up to now yeah and when people meet me now and I'm good at lying and I lie the way I do they can't tell but mum's like can see the three-year-old kid in me yep. now and that's the same thing with Honestly, like holding your hand across the road I don't understand parents who lose their shit when their kids come out as gay mm. like this is why I don't get it because <laughs> you can see it from when they're so like my kid um, I've got a bit that every comic in Melbourne can can say backwards yeah. where I talk about my daughter coming yeah, out yeah, yeah. and then going back in again yeah. and she <clears throat> When she came out, I kind of laughed at her. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, you're not. Oh, really? You think you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I know that this is what you think, but I... And, and like, she identifies as bi. It's not, uh-huh. not a problem. Uh-huh. But <coughs> she was like, I'm a lesbian. I'm like, mm, bi at best. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> That's not, so funny. Like, I'm not... Fine. Like, yeah, be, yeah, be yeah. who you are. I'm not judging you, but you also... So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You're like, um, That's so <coughs> wild. And so all these parents that are like, oh, my God, my child's gay. And I'm like, how did you not... How did you not pick, pick up on that? From, totally. We've got a family friend, um, and he, like the boy, just the campus boy you've ever seen when he was like three, four, five. Yeah. And I remember sa- That's saying That's interesting. How can a three-year-old be camp? Uh, they just are. Yeah, really. <laughs> think about like the gayest man you've ever met. Like, I the, think the one gay, I think stere- floppy wrists. Yeah, all the know? stereotypes, all <laughs> yeah, the yeah, things, yeah. and then put it in a three-year-old. Yeah, like, right. Like that's what this kid was like. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember sitting down with his mother and we've known each other since like we were kids. Yeah. <coughs> but we never really got along too well. And we were sitting having coffee one day, last time I ever had coffee with her. And I was like, you know he's gay, right? Like you you understand that uh-huh. this is a gay child that you have. Yeah. <coughs> and she was like, Don't say that about my son. I'm like, I'm not like it's not a bad thing. It's, like it's just a yeah. thing. Yeah. Like I'm not Put, I'm just kind of preparing you for the fact that you're like acknowledging what I can see and yeah. assuming that you can see it too because we grew up in the same world. We all did ballroom dancing for our sport. We were surrounded by gay men in that. Like right. it was never a thing. It was just... Oh, so it's not even the world that you grew up in that was like repressive and no. like repressing gay people or anything like that. No, there was, there was never any any issue with yeah, it. Yeah, it was yeah. just a thing where I went... I, like gay kid yeah um and she just got the shits with me and was like no no you can't say that and i'm like i'm not like it just means he's got a different you're just gonna have to manage a few yeah, things yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, differently yeah, yeah. like asking him which girl he's gonna marry is probably not gonna help totally you know when he's eight it's not gonna uh-huh. anyway uh i ran into him for his 18th birthday uh-huh. out the front of the restaurant they were uh having family dinner at and he was like oh kelly i just want to i just want to 
let you know, like I've, I've told the family tonight, I'm I'm gay, and I'm like, I know. <laughs> 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 I knew that. Wow. <laughs> and do you know how his mum took it? I said, well, I said to him, how'd your mum take it? He's like, oh, she was okay. Like she's all right and she's going to be okay, but you know it's taking her a minute to adjust. Wow. And she's fine. Like it's fine. But you never had coffee with that woman again. Never had that coffee. No. With that woman again. And she actually said bad things about my kid. <laughs> it's Aubrey. Aubrey's a really small face. That's so, so funny. And like a couple of years later. <laughs> my kid's gay. Well, your kid's stupid. Spoiled. 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 She was. Yep. Wow. Yep. And I remember um, being at a gathering with them all there and like Paige coming over to me and saying he says I'm his mum said I'm spoiled and he came out and you know as yeah. little kids do my mum said Paige is uh, she's spoiled and I was like oh okay because <laughs> yeah, she's sure. an only child you're an only child too like yeah, yeah, not yeah. really sure whatever and I said to my kid like don't just ignore it that's so don't, much like it's just people just deciding they need to judge other people yeah, or, you yeah, know yeah. come back and I'm just like Fuck off, go away. Man, I wanted to talk to you about the CWA stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, Comedy Women's Association thing. Yep. I guess this is a good way to go into it, though. Um, you grew up in Albury. Yep. You're quite a staunch feminist in Melbourne. Yep. Or a supporter of women. Yep. What was that like in Albury? Uh, lonely. Yeah. <laughs> but interesting. I I don't know. I, I always... I've always been... So my mother had a food shop that was quite well known mm-hmm. in Albury um, called Daisy's Baked Potatoes. Sure. Uh, and like it, we had the worst. Did your mum Daisy? No, my grandmother was Daisy. Okay. But I called her Daisy when yeah. we worked together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, and funny. it had the worst jingle in the world. Like it was just the, to the point that I met the oh, Nelson twins on, on the radio. On the like radio. Years. Sick. And it was you know there's always in Melbourne it's like the Blind Factory. You know, the uh, blind factory. I never really watched TV in Melbourne. But... No, no, no. It was on the ra- on the radio. Oh, There's okay, all of these well, like no, weird not. ads that people know okay, just from being sure. around like radio. You think back to your childhood on the radio. Yeah. There would have been one or two ads. I only really listened to Triple J when I was growing up. We didn't have we didn't listen to commercial okay. radio. That's pro- that's We're quite a progressive family, oh, actually. You're like mate. a third-generation hipster. Oh, dude. My <laughs> mum is an environmental planner at the local council. Nice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yep. yeah. There's no... Yeah. Commercial yeah. radio, how dare you? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was, <laughs> not, that was not us. But, yeah, so we grew up with this, this business that everybody knew. Uh, and mum, every morning, I swear to God, would listen to John Laws. Every morning. Yeah. In the shop. So John I'd Laws, that's there. commercial radio. That's John talk Laws back. is talkback. He's okay. like the talkback king, the old guy with the golden microphone. Sure. He's like all of his staff, females had to wear short skirts and heels. Right. Like to this day, I even on the radio. Cool. You would just trust that they were, That's, even though you couldn't see it. No, well, he's he's like the old misogynist. Yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah. feminism yeah. is bad and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And so I, we'd be working in the shop and we'd, I'd just be going, are you fucking, why are we listening to this shit? Wow, What's going on? And mum would be like, it. you're just one of these rad femmes. I'm like, no, I just don't believe that women should be forced to wear short skirts to yeah. work on the radio. Like, this yeah, is yeah, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> we would just have these arguments in the shop huh. all the time. Um, but while we're doing that, my mother's got, like, one of the most famous food businesses in the area. Yeah. She's created herself. Yeah. Um, the business is based on her personality. When my parents broke up, which is the same time um, 
we all got divorced together. Yeah, when, okay. When I got divorced, all your she mates? got divorced. Oh. No, my mum and I got divorced Oh, really? Together. Oh, that's yeah. nice. So when Dad left, like, she bought him out of the shop. Uh-huh. Uh, they sold... We had two shops. Yeah. They sold one. She bought him out of the house. She went to the bank to get, like, credit cards and stuff for the business and for her, and they she had to fight them because they didn't want to give it to her because she was a single woman in 1994. Wow. Like, batshit crazy. Even though she had the the business? Yeah. Even is, though that she business? is that just a country no, bank? Is that just a country bank or that's just any bank? There was like a Westpac or a Commonwealth yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, but like, proper... is that just a like a thing that would happen at that branch of the bank in the country or is that just a policy of the bank? That's wild. I don't, I don't I find know. That, I, I, I find that yeah. not difficult to believe but like insane. Yeah, insane. Yeah. yeah. So she, like... And, and that this little business that she started is what ended up putting me through private school. Yeah. Like all of this stuff, we used to. It was the money maker in the family. Uh-huh. And then she was going, "Oh, you know, I'm not a feminist." I'm like, "No, but you are. Yeah, like, you yeah. get that you are. Your right? You made the change. Yeah. You made the bank change their policy huh. because they didn't want to give it to you because you were a woman. Like, how do you not? So, what so, were the things? What were the ways that she would say that she wasn't a feminist? She just. She looked at the the whole radical Jermaine Greer bra burning um, heard all those stuff that people don't that people talk about with you know how feminists are just angry men, women who hate men yeah and just kind of bought into the party line and didn't ever stop and look at the reality of it because her mother had owned her own business and had a shop and so she'd grown up with that um, and so she just grew up in like this line of strong women who were like breaking stereotypes uh-huh. and they all refused to define themselves as feminist and wouldn't think about it any, any other way. And I was the first one to kind of go, oh, no, I am. That's yeah, like, I want yeah, equality. Yeah. I want to get paid the same as the guys. I want to do the same job. Man, you know what you just said, that she brought the party line that feminists are just angry women who hate men? Mm. When I was sitting here before, when you were getting those muffins out of the oven, I was... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like it's such an odd detail to put into a conversation about feminism. You know when you were doing your cooking? <laughs> oh my god, I bake and like men, and I'm a feminist. <laughs> um, I was thinking about what I would say, or I was even on the way over here just thinking like, why do I want to talk to Kaylee? What do I, you know, why, yeah. why do I want to have this conversation? And uh, the answer that I came up with is that. I know you're a feminist and you care about equality and women and all these things and you do a lot to support it, um, but you're not... like It seems to me that there are men out there... This is what I was thinking to myself. There are definitely men out there who who hate women because of whatever reasons, and it feels to me like there are women out there who hate men and those women scare me. And even though the things that they're saying I would like ideologically agree with, Mm -hmm. often I'm scared to talk to them and you don't scare me. Oh, good. You're someone who, like, I feel like you're angry about the same things and you want to change the things, but you don't seem to hate men. I don't. And I, but I, but then I'm like, I don't know if some people do hate men or if I'm just putting that in my head yeah, because I'm intimidated by the, like, my, I'm threatened or whatever yeah. it is. But I don't know. You don't you don't strike me as like, fuck you. You've always <laughs> been someone that I feel like I could talk to. Yeah. And I be myself really and not, not need to pretend like I need to, you know, uh, yeah. what's the, like, not need to, like... I can, like, disagree with things with you yeah. and not feel like I'm disagreeing with women or hating women. Yeah, well, you know? I'm just one of them. Yeah. You know, I'm not all women. I'm not... Um, and, like, guys are the same. Yeah. Although it's really interesting. I had an uh, amazing housemate over the last year. He's only moved out a little while ago. He moved in with his partner. Uh, and he 
it was it's just this fabulous, really smart, uh, politically minded uh, gay guy. Yeah. Um, and we like lucked out and kind of moved. He moved in. I found him on Fairy Floss Facebook, uh, Fairy Floss on Facebook, and. Um, he moved in and he studied American politics a lot because he'd studied politics in uh, uni. And at the time I was doing a job where I was all over Australian politics. So on a Friday night, if I came home on a Friday, uh, we'd sit here on the balcony that we're on uh-huh. and he'd tell me about the American politics and I'd tell yeah. him about Australian politics. Yeah, and yeah. when everything happened last year with Eurydice and all of that stuff, it would have been so easy to flip over into the men are bad, right? Like, everything sucks. Yeah. Uh, thing, but he, honestly, I think is most of the reason that I didn't, because I had this amazing guy around who was like smart and funny and in uh-huh. touch with his feelings, and we could have these conversations, and that was like in my space all of the time. Sure. So, I didn't. Like, and I said to him when he moved out, like, you understand you're the reason that I didn't go batshit crazy and hate men. Wow. Um, although there's other people in my world, and you, I count you as absolutely one of them. Thank you. Because we nice. had amazing conversations, yeah. you know, afterwards. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's people in my world who are not horrible, misogynistic men, and I value those people so much. And I yeah. think so much of their voices... Um, that are up there just like going, hang on a minute, can't we just not be dickheads? Yeah. Can't we just not be batshit crazy Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's some people doing bad things, but those people are doing bad things, and it's them, it's not all of the Hmm. people that are like them. You started CWA. Tell me what it is. Uh, Comedy Women's Association is... Well, originally it started as a night, you know, for women to get up and do comedy. Like, Mm. it was three years ago now. Yeah. So at the time, most of the rooms weren't being proactive in making sure there were, like, even numbers on the lineup and having lots of diversity. It was just, like, a bunch of white guys with beards talking about their dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was most of the gigs that were happening around town, um, you know, with maybe one or two women on the lineup. Sure. Uh, So Mike, who ran Mad Dog, wanted to have a night off because he was doing every Tuesday. And he wanted to have an all-women's night, so he approached Cherie and I and said, Cherie Smith and I, yeah. and said, hey, do you want to, you know, run an all-women's night? Um, and then his partner at the time, Andrea, came up with the name, which we thought was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, just such a piss take, like, sure, comedy yeah, yeah, association. Yeah. And we always have snacks. Like, there's yeah, always, great. you know, cupcakes and stuff. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah, I've never been to one, actually. You'll have to come along. I there's should one come along. Um... Yeah, it's just, and it's just ridiculous. The whole yeah. idea was just, and then we put like one guy on the lineup. Yeah. Um, because that's the same as the lineups were yeah, at the yeah, time, the which was all, so it was a token guy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we've been really lucky. Like, we deliberately will try and get someone with a big profile to be that person, and then we just shoot them down so heavily. Oh, like, really? You know, we're trying to be inclusive here. Men aren't usually very funny, oh, but yeah, we're yeah, trying yeah. to. You know, we've got to give them a bit of a hand. And now he's yeah, sure. Lemo, and now he's <laughs> Will Anderson, and yeah, now yeah. he's, you know, all of these people that have been nice enough to come and do spots. Great. You know, Danny McGinley, the Nelson Twins, just so many cool comics have been yeah, sure. come down to do it. Um, and then it's just a bunch of generally pretty much open micer women. Uh-huh. Uh, but the difference is, like, the women will stick around for these gigs. Uh, it's not like do a spot and then fuck off to another room and try and do another yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all get together and hang out and 
have conversations and kind of, you know, get along and... and Which is kind of what comedy is, like, about. Well, that's, like, the bit of comedy that attracted me past, like, when I used to write blogs and before that when I wanted to be a rapper. Yep. Um... I never got anywhere. Yeah, when I was like 18, I was like, dude, I'm going to be a rapper. Oh my God. But the, the only, I never got anywhere with those things because there's no social element to it. But in comedy, you're forced to go out and meet other people that are doing it. And yep. then in doing that, you get inspired by other people and they push you and whatever. Yep. And that's kind of what kept me doing comedy, I think. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like the most important part of it. Definitely the social aspect is um, the best and, and for me sometimes the worst because I don't people very well sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I lose the ability to people after a while. Uh-huh. Um, so oh, sorry, I, I just it. heard that you used the word people as a verb. I just yeah. understood what you were yeah. saying. I was like, <laughs> well, let me catch that again. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely I lose the ability to people after a while. Yeah, so. sure. There's moments where I'm like, oh, I need to just go home and hide in a corner for a little bit. Yeah. Um, you said the the whole trope of, um, I think this is correct, of uh, white dudes in beards talking about their dicks. I just had the thought that maybe it's, um, maybe that, that that comedy is so pervasive in, in like a scene like this mm. is a product of the fact that um, there aren't really that many high level paid gigs to keep professional comics around in Melbourne you know yeah. like like once like people start out here and there are a lot of gigs so people can get good but once anyone gets to a decent level they're not going to spend week by week in Melbourne because there's just not enough work like yeah. people either go like Celia or Luke McGregor and get shows on TV and then they're doing that yeah. or they get like uh, I don't know someone like Ann Edmonds or Nick Cody they're doing a lot of touring or they move overseas so everyone starts talking about their dicks of course that's just yeah. what like the first thing that's funny to you as an immature new comic but mm. then you get to a point where you start talking about serious shit and that just so happens to coincide with the point when you start doing a lot more paid work and there's not a lot of that in Melbourne so it's almost like it's almost like a small scene like this is like there are no other comics not talking about their dicks because all those comics are off on tour yeah that's true you know what I mean Uh, what a shame why would they don't need to come and do the open mic circuit. You know, we've got such yeah. a massive open mic circuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you're still kind of trudging through the rooms, yeah. watching the same guy, um, you know, I kicked a guy off my stage the other day because he started yelling about how much he, you know, hates feminists. Um, <laughs> and it's the first time I've ever done it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, man, be on stage. Talk about how much you hate feminists, but don't just stand and look and yell at me side of stage. Yeah, which that's is what crazy. He was doing. Who put the show on? Mm. Who fucking gave you the mm. stage to do it? Yep, and he was just yelling at me, so I kicked him off stage. Um, but, like, um, Pete Jones was saying to me the other day, right? Because, like, we're kind of at the level where, like, Pete definitely more than me in Australia can be out of Melbourne for, like, half, like you know, two weeks out of every month. Yeah. And um, he said to me, you know, I uh, he goes, I realised that, like, I shouldn't be having to run into, insert name of new open micer here. Yeah. Because there is kind of two levels of rooms in Melbourne. There's, like, all the good rooms that you can do that also don't pay, mm-hmm. but they're great rooms. And yep. then there's all the really shit open mics that brand yep. new people have to do. Yeah. And, and Pete was saying he should be at the point where he can get enough paid work outside of Melbourne mm-hmm. so that when he comes back, he just does all the good rooms. And by the time he's run out of good rooms to do, he's leaving again. Mm-hmm. And that's great for Pete, but that sucks for a new comic who then doesn't have someone like Pete to watch and go, oh, you don't have to talk yep. about your dick. You can talk about 
I mean, Pete talks about stupid shit, birds or whatever. <laughs> like, KFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, um, look, and that's the thing. Like, that's why I love it when you guys um, and Pete and uh, Luca and, you know, Blake, if he's a, yeah, and yeah, yeah. all of those people yeah. will message and go, hey, can I get on at Kodiak? Which is an open mic. Yeah. Uh, but I prioritise all of you. You know, you guys are coming down and I'm like, fuck yeah, come down, I'll put you up. Because yeah. it's it's a couple of different things. Like, I'll have open micers go, oh, how come I'm bummed? Because you are an open micer and brand fucking you. Yeah. And watch the people who've been doing it for a really long time. Yeah. But it also means, like, punters are happier as well. Like, I had some uh, punters come in this week, and afterwards, it was a really good night. Uh-huh. Uh, David Quirk popped in. Oh, the best. Oh, so thrilled. Yes. Um, like, Ferdy Bill Moria came down. Uh-huh. Alex Ward came down. Uh-huh. Um, just, like, all of these great ones mixed with uh, the new up, new people, like um, Heather, uh, Heather Joan. Heather Joan, yeah. Uh, Heather's great. Yeah, she's real um, funny. And there's a guy called Alex Keane who's kicking some goals at the moment. Oh, He's all right. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, some of those people peppered in through the whole thing. Uh, and at the end of the night, and this, I'm so proud of this, uh, this group came up to me and they were a bunch of, like, um, like typical Fitzroy. Like, one of them was wearing overalls. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, they were just hipsters. Sure. They were a multi-identifying group with, <laughs> you know, lots of different gender pronouns and all of this stuff. Yeah, and, and whatever. yeah, yeah. But, you know, that, that <laughs> kind of crowd The most people. intimidatingly political yeah. group of people. <laughs> all of those things. They, You're like, I don't even know where I should look yeah. when I'm talking. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are we going to upset these people? Yeah, totally. And they came up and they were like, that was so much fun. Like, that was... And one of them said to me, that was a really wholesome night. Oh, that's great. And I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, there was no, like, dickheads talking, like, rape jokes or any of those kind of things. It was just a really good night of comedy. People doing their thing. To me, I was like, oh, that's what I want. I don't... I'm not interested in this, like, so-called edgy comedy with people going, oh, I can say what I want and it doesn't matter who... You're not changing the world. Everybody's done it. You're not Bill Hicks. Like, shut the fuck up. Um, you're a guy who decided he'd pick up a microphone three months ago because mummy wouldn't pay his rent anymore. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. Sure. You know, you've got nothing hard to say. What are you? Um, are you trying to do anything else in the uh, CWA other than the nights? I that always confused me. The word association. I didn't realise it was just the nights. I thought it was like. A foundation, of, yeah. you know what I mean? Like some sort of charity or Look, something. Well, it's been floated a lot. There's been a lot of people going, we should actually register this as an association. We yeah, should yeah. do that. Uh, and, like, they're good people. I I copped a lot of blowback because of CWA earlier this year. Really? Uh, uh, in stuff that I don't need to okay. go into. And, you know, there's just been a lot of political stuff around it. Um, we've been a bit of a spotlight for those edgy people who sure. are like... Oh, you know, it's, but at the moment I'm currently being touted around town as an outspoken bitch. Really? Uh, which is hilarious. They think it's an insult. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> like, and what's even funnier is it's from like the head proponents of like the you should be able to say anything. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whole free speech is more important than also anything else though. People. I mean, that's so funny. I mean, and that, and that's like obviously people coming at you and it so feels like a lot. But I haven't heard anyone talking about you, so it's clearly not being touted. It's clearly not being touted around town. You Different know? crowd of people, yeah, my yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, These yeah. are people you don't need to hang out with. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah, I, I laughed so hard. I'm like, oh, I'm 45. I've been called that so many times before. Yeah, sure. And um, I just don't think it's an insult. Like, yeah. 
fuck, we're comedians, we're outspoken Yeah, anyway. you're supposed to be outspoken, isn't yeah. it? You're literally and asking to fucking have a spotlight on you with a microphone. Yeah. If you're not outspoken, you're what other way is there? Yeah, totally. Fuck, it just it's made me laugh. So I've updated my Twitter profile. Oh, like, uh, really? To outspoken bitch? <laughs> outspoken bitch, she, her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've also got on there, because uh, I got abused on Twitter by some failed politician a little while ago. Sick. We were having this argument. Failed and he politician, went, what an embarrassing uh, Oh, he, oh, he was actually a politician. Like, yeah, he was yeah, in yeah. whatever. Um, and he, I can't remember what it was about. It was something to do with somebody had said, oh, there was a woman who had gotten on a plane and they had not called her doctor. And she was like, hang on a minute. Like, it's written in front of you. Uh-huh. I've studied for 15 years to be this, to be a doctor. Oh. Just use it. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant they hadn't called her doctor before she got on a plane. Like, as in they hadn't made contact with her doctor. Mm. No, <laughs> was no she like... was actually a doctor. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. And, and they didn't call her doctor, what a what a Yeah, she put up yeah. a Facebook post and there was quiet news day and uh-huh. it went viral. And yeah. this guy was like... Um, on Twitter going, oh, you know, all these women that are so upset with, just take it. Like, it's not up to them to... And his Twitter profile was like, Senator, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, nice, Senator. You're not worried about what people call you. Is that right? Yeah, totally. fucking Twitter name. And um, anyway, he went through my Twitter feed and came back and was like, you're just... I had it on the festival poster this year. Um, Angry, bitter feminist harpy oh really yeah oh and i was God. like oh that's uh thanks i'm putting that and it's yeah, also amazing. on my twitter profile Angry bit of feminist <laughs> and it was harpy. on my comedy festival poster this year i'm Wild. like that's fucking hilarious like if that's the worst insult that you have for me yeah sure as soon as you put the word feminist into an insult you're kind of losing i think i mean i just i just i don't all of these people that are like, oh, feminism's bad. Oh, yeah. I had a young guy I worked with uh, at Crown one night. Um, I was ranting because he had spoken to uh, one of the seniors who was a different culture. Yeah. Who had called him the F word for gay boys. Sure, sure. And he kind of said to me, I'm really shaken. I don't really know what to do. I understand he's from a different culture. English is very much his second language. His yeah. English was very broken. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I don't know what to do. And I lost I lost my shit. I was just like, he should not be calling you that ever. Yeah, yeah. More or less in a work environment when he's a supervisor, we need to go to HR. We need to do all of this. And he, this young gay guy looked at me and went, are you a feminist? And I was like, Yes, he's like, how come? I went because I I like to pay my own bills. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I like the fact that I can work and have a you know have a job and pay my own rent and not rely on men. We can't win. We can't be a feminist, but we also are a money grabbing bitch if yeah. we expect men to pay our fucking rent. Totally. How do you want me to anyway? And it's like you, you just made me think of something then, and I'm not sure this is relevant. Like. You've got to be the thing that you are because you're never going to be able to, like, even if, like, people, the whole, like, oh, I'm just one of the guys kind of thing, right? Yeah. You can be a woman who's, like, pretending to be a man mm. until you're not. Like, until, like, um, I've been thinking a lot about being half Colombian yep. and being raised uh, by two white parents. And my mum told me recently, I think this is wild, she said, uh, 
when I was young and my younger brother, who is two white parents, like mm-hmm. my stepdad, half-brother, whatever, so she would take the two of us to school and people would look at me and look at my brother mm-hmm. and just say, oh, Aiden has the skin colour of his dad and the face of his mum, like as in they're talking about my stepdad. Okay. And then my brother, they'd say he has the skin of his mum and the face of his dad because they saw my dad and they saw mum and my brother and they just went, oh, that's the family unit, so yep. that dad must be the biological father of Aiden and just interpreted it like that. Yep. And my mum never corrected them because why would you? It's just like, oh, yeah, that, you know, it's a long story. Who cares? And so because of that, I realised that I was... Everyone just was like, that's a white person. Yep. Until I left home and was a person in the world by myself, devoid of that context. Yep. And then people started to go, where are you from? You must be from somewhere else because your skin's a bit different. Really? Yeah, I only just realised that very recently, right? Um, and that's fine, you know, whatever. That's just what it is. I don't even... Like, you just look well tanned. Yeah, sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people always ask, where are you from? People, yeah. you know, and then... Like, sometimes it's just, where where did you grow up? But sometimes it's like, what's your heritage? Yeah, okay. And all of that, I think those are just innocent questions. But the point is, is that I can be white, and I can be raised by white parents, and I can be white for as long as I... Until someone treats me in a way that a white person isn't that you know and then suddenly I'm not and it's like you can be uh, you can exist within the male dominated system and be you know complicit or be the man or whatever be one of the boys until someone treats you as not that and then it becomes abundantly clear that you were never that at all you can never be a man you're a woman oh my god so just be a woman so years ago uh, when I was living in Albury I was a DJ yeah and I was like the first female DJ in Albury they just and I was working in a couple of nightclubs and after I worked in uh, those nightclubs uh, I became like a mobile DJ Um, and we'd go out and like set up for weddings, parties, anything, blah, blah, blah Uh, and I ended up dating the guy who was like the 2IC of the company Yeah. just another DJ and we ended up um, dating and we didn't, it didn't last very long but uh, his housemate at the time, I had known him from way before. I mean, Albury's a small place. Yeah. Um, and his housemate, Jason, I had known him from way before I became, um, like, dating... Fuck, what was his name? Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. Um, this was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jason and I had known each other as DJs. Like, Jason was DJing. I was DJing uh, a place that, used, that was called the Cactus Bar in Albury. Uh-huh. Um, and that's how we met both as, like, co-workers, colleagues, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then when I started dating Glenn, I went over to their house one day mm-hmm. and Jason was playing something, some new track that I liked. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Can you put it on a cassette? That's how old it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick that on tape for me. I fucking love it. That's really good. He's like, you're dating a DJ. Get him to do it. And I just looked at him and went, what? Ah. And he kind of stopped and realised what he'd said and was like, oh, fuck, Kaylee, I'm so sorry. Because in his mind, the minute I started sleeping over in his housemate's room, I was now the girlfriend of a DJ. Yeah, and no not a, a DJ. person. Yeah. Not a whole person. A whole person that he had known. I knew I'd known him way longer yeah. than the guy I was dating. But the minute I, I was in bed with Glenn, like Jace was, oh, you're dating a DJ, you do it. And I just kind of stopped and went, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm still me. I'll fucking do it. Give me the deck. Yeah, like, it's sure. fine. But, um, yeah, that happened a lot. Uh, I think were, I do that, man. I think yeah. I do that. I have to fight against myself from doing that. My friend starts dating someone and immediately I'm just like, 
you know, I have to stop myself and be like, rather than message my friend and go, hey, can you like say hi to you? It's like, I'll say hi to your girlfriend. Yeah. You know, I'll say hi yeah. to Sarah, <laughs> the person or whatever, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting, like, ownership of people is really interesting. It, it works both ways. Like, I got yeah. a friend who, when she got married, her, her husband stopped having a name and just became my husband. Yeah. My husband, my husband, yeah, my husband. Yeah, totally. Like, eventually I was like, he's got a name. Yeah. Like, you can use that. Yeah. Like, everybody wants to belong to somebody else. Yeah, totally. Have we have that idea that. that that's what love is. It's yeah. like, that's your person. I found mm. my person. Let me put my tentacles in them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing. Like, that's you nice. Still gotta, or some people no it works for some people sure yeah there are people out there who totally work when they're enmeshed within you know this thing yeah but other people not so much Mm. um yeah but yeah that that was and it's part of the reason that i i don't even remotely think about dating comics mind you there's not a lot of comics of my age group that are remotely (laughs) (laughs) not crazy (laughs) i did get i got a message from a room runner uh, who booked me for a spot a few weeks ago? Uh, a quite a renowned room runner. Yeah. Uh, has has quite a big reputation for being not always nice, but he's always been lovely to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and he sent me this thing going, oh, I've booked you even though I heard you've sexually harassed, you know, comic number one, who's like this white male. 40, 50 year old comic and right. then comic number two who's like this white male oh, and really? I, he said all and these... he's like oh, even though I've heard rumours not sexually harassed I think he said oh, even though I've heard rumours about you and blah 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 and blah 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 and okay. I just laughed Yeah, I was like that's fucking hilarious at least you picked two guys who are age appropriate Yeah, like, but also yuck yeah, like, yeah, yeah no, totally I don't date comics I don't even think about it for yeah. so many reasons but one you know, reason number one that none of us should ever date comics is because we all want the spotlight and you can't share Yeah, that. sure. I don't know. I haven't even decided. I don't know how to date people. So yeah, then we'll that. work down from there. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about Light the Way Home as well. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Light the Way, Light Home. The Way Home. How did it go? Oh, it's still going. It's still going, but yeah, like, yeah. Is that, are people using it? Um, yes. Well, John, would you explain what that is as well? So Light the Way Home is a project that uh, we started with, uh, Vic Hanlon and I started with uh-huh. Comedy Festival earlier this year. Yeah. Um, it's uh, basically a group Uber program for uh, female identifying non-binary trans and vulnerable comics to get home after gigs yeah. so they don't have to like walk through a park, yeah. as the case may be. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it uh, runs on donations and you get access to it by like contacting comedy festival and you get you know x amount of rides a month so people get access to a not in a situation so say you're just like i'm a person who might need that at some point in the future yep let me contact them now so yep. i can be on the thing yeah correct yeah sure. uh, and it, it's like it's got limitations you only get four rides a month uh it's a maximum of thirty dollars um, just because most comics live fairly close to yeah, like yeah, yeah. if you're not and if it's outside if you're outside of the thirty dollar range then uh, you pay the extra on yeah, top sure. of thirty. Yeah. Um, thirty bucks is still pretty 30 good. Thirty bucks is pretty good for yeah. Uber. Yeah. Um, so it's just Especially if it's Uber Pool. Mm, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can get age you can get so far. Heaps. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it works that way. 
uh, it's run solely off donations. Um, yeah. I believe most of our donations have come from some pretty big names in the industry. Yeah, totally. Which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and it's like Comedy Festival are doing the details. They they run it, which is the best because Vic that's and right. I had no There's idea. There's no way that you were going to run that database. How we were going to run that. Yeah, that's Especially crazy. Especially the amount of money that's gone into it. Like yeah. at the moment, I think there's seventeen thousand dollars in there. Woo. Uh, which is and fringe of, we've just used it for fringe we yeah, allowed the comedians in fringe to sign up for it um, so uh, that means it's going to last yeah that's great um, and it'll come back around like be open to more people for comedy festival again this year uh, oh, so it's just time. during those times mm-hmm. oh it's all times it's all times it's running constantly yeah um, we're doing uh fundraiser show this year i think it's in the works oh the that's the best yeah possibly one of the nights at festival club yeah which i'm so excited man, about that's sick. yeah oh so, my god yeah we've got all these Put a high profile plans. thing and then so many cool people would probably fucking come and do yeah, it yeah and we've got all these ideas to like you know run raffles and yeah like maybe oh but that. having a big fundraiser is great because then and i bet you could get some international comics on the bill mm-hmm. that are here for comedy festival yep Oh, that's um, so cool. But I'd really like to... Um, and you get to be a part of that. Well, uh, hopefully. Yeah. I'd really like to have, um, like, some people that are the kind of people who use it, like open micers as yeah, well as, like, massive cool, names. That's, cool, cool, cool. Like, in my head, I don't know how sure. it's going to work. We've only had one committee meeting yeah. about it at the moment. Um, but, uh, you know, the committee's got... Um, Susan Proven on it yeah. and uh, someone from Token and yeah. some other comedy festival and Vic and I are on there and it's just it's something that I'm like super proud of Yeah. like even if I never get on stage again and decide I'm done with comedy which I've decided about five times this year sure uh, I feel like you know something's been achieved and I'm, I'm super happy you've about got a bit that. of a legacy you've got like that's what I did I, I was part of it I didn't yeah, do it that was cool, part man. of it um, I remember you saying when you walked into that meeting with Susan Proven and Token and stuff, and you were just like, what did I do? What have I done? What am I doing Why am here? I here? Fuck. That first meeting, like, Vic and I walked in, and there was uh, Susan, there was, um, you know, like, Cal Wilson, a couple of people from Token. Yeah. Uh, Bev Killick was there. Uh-huh. Um uh, Joanne Brookfield was like all of these people that have just like done stuff and then Vic and I going well, well here's here's what we came up with and, yeah <laughs> and here's the name that um you know yeah so you had a concept and a name but we actually had planned out how it was going to work okay cool. and, and that's that's the way that it's working that's cool um which is amazing great uh the biggest thing that comedy festival aside from the fact that they're doing admin now which is amazing yeah yeah um but at the time, the biggest thing, two things that they brought out was, one, they had already earmarked $10,000 to go into it. Amazing. So they matched dollar for dollar up to $10,000 yeah. to go, go into it. And uh, they have the ability to make it tax... Uh, like when oh, you donate, they've got tax-free status. They've got tax-free status. Woo! So they, so when people donate, they can claim it back on tax, which is the thing that we hadn't even remotely thought about. Yeah. Um, was you know we were thinking, oh, we'll get donations, but then the fact that people want to donate, you know, and some people I believe donated like five thousand dollars and yeah, those kind totally. of things, they want to claim that back on tax, yeah, and that's entirely fair. 
but we hadn't even broached that. So right. when Susan went, oh, and yeah, there's we no can way that, that you two random people would well, know. I mean, we probably like, could have, or but, but like running a charity, I'm sure that's so much admin, and then you yeah. got to get the forms, and it probably takes like a year. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. All of that stuff, and the fact and it just that lends been legitimacy to it. to it as well. Yeah. Having the comedy festival running it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, as opposed to, you know, just Vic and I going, hey, give us money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and does that have, um, I guess that's, have you spoken to people, to pe- like, what are some, do pe- people are using it? Like, do you get to talk to those people who are using it? Do people, yeah. like, message you and go, hey, I did the thing, or... Oh, look, I don't, it's not about me. I'm not, I know, yeah, I'm sure I mean? it's not, I'm not, I know like you're I'm, not doing I'm it to get messages not, and be like, oh, yeah. thank you. Oh, look at how good I, yeah, I, I yeah, hate yeah. that. That's, and any time anyone kind of says that I'm always like no 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 this is not okay. what that's about um, I, the fact that it's being used and the fact that I know that there's you know people who may be vulnerable who can get home yeah. that's enough Yeah. like we hadn't um, when we first kicked it off there had been a conversation about, about it and then uh, there had been conversations around the idea of it and then the thing happened with Aya leaving the comics lounge yes. and being on the 86 and That's some right. guy, some guy, you know, it was the terrible. The up in Bandura, yeah, that was awful. Yeah, so uh, I immediately contacted Vic and went, hey, I know you've got a plan, let's get together with this plan. Yeah. Uh, and then we sat and like planned it out for like five hours uh-huh. and drank way too much vodka. We both had plans to go to comedy. It was a Thursday night. Uh-huh. We were both like, well, I've got to go, I'm going to go to this room, I'm going to go to that room. We uh-huh. didn't. We sat there and drank lots of vodka and like changed the world. Um, <laughs> and then comedy festival because there's the stand-up grant that the Dan Andrews government yep, set up yep. uh, and they had contacted myself and a couple of other comics about maybe writing a bit about Eurydice that, uh, around that grant Yeah. Uh, and so I was in contact with comedy festival with that and uh, the, during that contact I just reached out and went hey look Vic Hanlon and I want to do this thing we heard a rumour that you want to do something uh-huh. can we all get together and we all got together and, and you know Light the Way Home was yeah, great. kind of evolved out of that but we hadn't then organised once Comedy Festival finished everybody went into their little caves to you know regenerate Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we hadn't reactivated it again um immediately after comedy festival and after a couple of weeks something happened uh oh the girl in the park there was a, a homeless woman in, in the park who was killed i by don't even think i think i remember people talking about that yeah. afterwards and i think i missed it because i was in perth maybe or something yeah well i heard about that and immediately went into oh my god is this someone yeah yeah you know, yeah this yeah. is someone if this is another, yeah yeah and and went through like two days of anxiety uh-huh. and it was awful because an awful thing happened to her uh and feeling relief that you don't know that person yeah, totally is the worst thing you can possibly do when you've someone that's got anxiety because you're going oh now i feel yeah like, yeah yeah now i'm not anxious shit. but i'm just a bad person i'm just a bad person yeah yeah um so you said you might um uh, like I get, I just kind of want to ask you what's the way forward or what's like your next plans and shit. And you said you're thinking about maybe not doing like performing so much. Is um, that a thing? What's 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 up with that? I don't know. I no. I, I do enjoy it. Uh, it's been like the way the year's been it's taken a big toll on my psyche. So uh-huh. writing new material has been really tough for me. But I'm yeah. starting to come back when around. You got people calling you a feminist bitch. <laughs> outspoken bitch. Thank uh, you. Uh, sorry, outspoken bitch. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm enjoying yeah. kind of moving forward and now and coming up with a few new bits and pieces yeah. and 
and knowing that I want to do a solo show not next year the year after sick um, and I want to do my Nauru show where I've got because I lived in Nauru for didn't know that six months back in 2013 when okay. they rioted and burnt the refugees rioted and burnt the camp down and I was running the bar fuck so I want to write that story yeah that's uh, wild yeah so that'll be my first solo and I've got like video for it because I took video when I landed and I like filmed driving around the island and all of this stuff that I want to kind of put together so that's something that I want to get into and write that story and the story itself just of the weekend of the riot yeah. the story itself is like an hour so yeah, wild. if I can you know get the because it's a really interesting like we had Department of Immigration contact us because they'd burnt the mess down and people needed to eat and um, like the hotel had been on fire that the morning that they rioted Yeah. so all of the staff had been like evacuated from the hotel because the hotel was like electrical fire happening so it was just there was and then the TV's like running you know or could all uh, strong men yeah, come yeah, up to yeah. the thing so they were like advertising <laughs> people to go up there to like stop this hundred refugees from like yeah, walking yeah, down yeah. to the airport which is all they wanted to do but the government would just sh- like there's so much yeah totally so that's like a whole separate interview yeah yeah <laughs> so it's um there's a lot of information there and it's just a case of putting it together so it's not going to be next comedy festival but the year after yeah it's it's a story i really okay so you're not completely out of it you're not completely like there's still ideas rattling around there we love it we love hate yeah 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 Yeah. we love it and then we want to kill ourselves on a regular basis so um well thanks for talking to me man thanks thanks for for having me and thanks for everything that you do uh stuff you're a hero. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You sent me that message last year and I was just like, I'm going to vomit. It was just, I can't even remember what, what it was. What did I even say? I can't remember I don't what know. I, I think it was um, oh, something to do with being like the mother of the comedy. <laughs> I was just like, what fuck a yourself. fucking nerd. Jesus oh my God. Christ. Well, look. Oh, we haven't even talked about this stuff. I wanted to talk about you... Um, uh, when you had the, we're talking to the girl from the Bechdel cast. Oh yeah. Which, by the way, yeah, great podcast. Yeah, great so podcast, glad. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. love it. Um, but you had this whole thing that you were talking about with um, not wanting to, you know, kind of step up too much, and 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 while you had feminist beliefs, it was tough for you to call yourself an yeah, ally. Yeah, sure. I'm. I find that really interesting coming from you. Why is that? Because you, you, you're one of the people who I find is more of an ally okay which i know you hate sure <laughs> i just don't want to be some like i don't i uh i hate that like virtue signaling stuff yeah you know and the like i mean even even saying that you're a feminist to me sets up like as a dude saying yeah. a dude saying i'm a feminist for me it's just like who what do you what do you what's your angle here yeah why are you saying that yeah but you, you know? don't have to identify and uh, yeah, yeah, you anything. don't have to identify yourself but or whatever. You, you're one of the ones who gets up and actually like talks, talks that talk in a, in a good way though. Uh, yeah. Like there was. And I also think it's fun to challenge those things, right? Because yeah. it's like, like you're almost doing things a disservice if you don't challenge it. You yeah. know. So like, I can't even think of an example where I might have challenged some some. I can, but I don't know whether I should talk about it. I don't know. <laughs> Well, what's, your guy, example? what's your there example? There was a guy in the scene who um, has not been 
a terribly good guy when it comes to a couple of female comedians in the yeah. scene. He was still being booked out of room. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, multiple female comics spoke to the to the room runners going, what the fuck are you doing? And they were going, oh, yeah, but nothing's been proven and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then you spoke to them and they agreed and stopped. Yeah. And those kind of voices are really important. Like, it's shit because I'd spoken to them the person involved, like one of the people involved had spoken to them, uh, lots of female comics had spoken to them, and and this is, like, to me, this is a true ally thing, which is another name that you probably don't want, yeah, but yeah. it's it, this is the, the definition of it, is without prompting, without being asked, without, you just went, oh, oh I was definitely not, prompted, oh, I was definitely prompted. Oh, you were? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> whatever. For whatever reason, the thing was... They didn't want to, like, it, it's the whole believe women thing. They People just assume that we're all being hysterical. Yeah, Because sure. that's where the fucking word came from in the first place. Yeah. You know, centuries of socialisation. So the fact that there's, you know, some guys who just go, hey, this is probably not right. Yeah. And maybe you need to think about this And again. also, like, picking the moments, I guess, though, you know? Like, yeah. because there's some times when I'm like, you guys can probably figure this out for yourself. And mm. then there's some times where it's like, let me just add my one more voice to this yeah. pressure on this person to be like, like, hey, maybe we should all try and be better. Yeah. And that was that, and that was fucked. That was almost like that was like a year and a half ago. But I remember in that moment being like, I know I should be better, and let me go to this guy and and say to him, let's both try and be better and do what we both know to be the right thing here. Yeah. Because to do the right thing is like, but that's probably, hard and scary, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. But that's probably the longest standing conversation that you and I have had yeah, is you know, about working that. on being better. Yeah. Uh, and that's not necessarily about gender policies or any of that stuff, just trying to be better and, and have a better understanding of both sides of what's going on. And you've certainly pulled me up when I've been... Um, what's the word? What's the stupid. Opposite? Oh, yeah, no, stupid. Yeah, that's no, 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 we... um, when you've been uh, what? Misandrist. Oh, sure. You've have said, I? Oh, I'm sure you have. Oh, probably. Um, when I've kind of gone... Believe oh, all know, men. Guys suck. And you're like, oh, not, a, not everybody. <laughs> um, but you also get up on stage and and question a lot of that stuff. And I think that's really, That's really kind of what I was talking about. Yeah, it's like yeah. getting up on stage but not being scared to, like, maybe say something that you know might, like... I don't know, like like triggering words or things like that, you know? Mm. It's like not being scared to go, we can still use, like... Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I haven't <laughs> thought this through. Even a word like rape, you know? Like, mm. you can use the word rape in a way that is supporting women. Yeah. Um, I, f- I just feel like blanket rules are kind of silly. Yeah, blanket rules where people go, like, you can't say that or you can't... No, because then I just sound like one of these free speech cunts. I don't fucking know what I'm talking about, man. I'm just trying to do my thing. But that's that's why thing. I'm here talking to you, man. I just want to start talking to more people about this <laughs> stuff. Have nice conversations with people, hear what they have to say, try and listen to them, yeah. and, and and interject whenever appropriate. We can only follow your own path, and that's that's the biggest thing that I suppose I always do, is I always look at it and go, am I going to be able to sleep, to live with myself if yeah. I don't say something? Yeah. And that doesn't, you know, it so, so happens that in this world that we're in, that means I've got the title of feminist. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it, to me, it's just making sure shit's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, I think, is is the most important thing, is just going, oh, you don't want to not do something just because you're afraid you'll get painted as, you know, uh, the outspoken bitch or the feminist ally yeah, or yeah. any of those things. You still want to do those things and... Uh, 
constantly I would say what other people think of me is, is not my problem. Sure. Like, there's a point where you go, well, I it's more important for me to worry about what I think of me and what I'm going to do in this moment uh, than what other people are going to think. Sometimes so, I even... This is kind of funny. Sometimes I, like, you know, you go through a situation and you know what you should have done but you didn't have the wherewithal in the moment and the presence oh, to do all it. The time. And then <laughs> sometimes I almost find myself going, I hope that bad thing's happened, like... I hope that bad thing happens again so I can do the right thing next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, we're not yeah, perfect. Yeah. We've all done fucked up shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, we've all... Uh, there's so many things that I've done that I look back and go, fuck, that was terrible. Yeah, Where was totally. my head? Literally, I worked at a nightclub back in my <clears throat> early 20s and I... Like, my head was so far up my ass. Yeah. There was this girl that I worked with. Uh, I worked with her partner, like, 20 years later at this restaurant and she came up and was like oh my god i haven't seen you in ages and blah 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 and we used to hang out back in the day i have no memory of this girl yeah like, fucking none totally. at all because she wasn't part of the in crowd that i was with at the sure, time that you were trying to be friends with or whatever well i was i was friends with them yeah like, that yeah, was yeah. Who but we that was were. yeah you weren't trying and yeah, she yeah, told yeah. me all about this party that i was at um where everybody was getting thrown in the pool at this party and i used to work with a guy called um Derek Boyer, and you may know Derek him. Derek Boyer, who's that? You may know him, uh, otherwise known as Thunder from um, uh, Gladiators. Okay. The reading Gladiators. <laughs> no, no um, way would I know that. But like sure. this massive, yeah, great yeah, yeah, big okay. Samoan dude, and. Um, like so that he was like picking people up and throwing them in the pool uh-huh. and then like they were trying to throw him in the pool and it was yeah. all these bounces and all of this stuff and she like relayed the story of being at this party and being thrown in the pool uh and um i re- vaguely remember her kind of standing in the kitchen going i haven't been thrown in the pool i don't even want to be like i haven't like you know that when the people are saying it when they really want to be yeah, yeah, yeah and me standing there going i don't even know who this girl is like what the fuck's it? like just being an absolute snotty little cunt sure and i re-met her and still i couldn't tell you her name damn like because and consciously i was very aware of doing it but the night i met her i was drunk we we're at a christmas party yeah and now and i couldn't go back and re-ask maybe she's just a loser though kaylee yeah but that's <laughs> maybe not, she's I mean, maybe she's just a dud that's not <laughs> maybe that's it's not on maybe it's on her to be interesting enough that you remember I mean, her name. you probably make a good point she was just another white girl from the suburbs <laughs> I, mean. I want to be thrown in the pool she sounds like a character full of depth <laughs> I throw me in the pool. Throw me in the pool. I don't want to be. Oh, fuck, it was funny. Meanwhile, I'm standing there going, I fucking, I'm going home. You're all, you're all gone. <laughs> like, I hate you all. like I usually do at parties. Um, yeah, just, I, you know, so many things I look back in my youth and go, God, where was my head at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know yeah, where sure. it was. It was firmly up my own ass. Sure. So now I just don't want to be that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try and, you know, make the world a slightly better place. Even if it's just within my own bit. Yeah. And if that means I have to be an outspoken bitch, fine. Boom! <laughs> I want to turn the recording off. Do it. Thanks for doing this, man. See ya.